Hi, everyone. Uh, this is TBD. <laughs> My name is Matt Armando. Oh, I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. So here's the thing when we try to switch it up. I never remember the order of the things. Also, Emily initiated this at the loudest time that a police car is like behind us. I don't know if people are going to be able to hear it. It's like, woo, podcast time. Uh, yeah. It's tricky because we're we're used to saying our parts, although I remember it, so maybe okay. it's maybe it's just tricky for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to the only slash premiere <laughs> podcast about tea and friendship. Remember, all those other podcasts about tea and friendship are lies and not about friendship at all. I think that's absolutely true. They may I, be about tea, but they're not about friendship. I think we've done this before, but I do want to unpack the difference between only and premiere. Only means there's just one. Mm-hmm. Premiere means that we're the best. I know, I know. So there is only one, and we are also the best. <laughs> we're both. We're both the and the premiere. Yes. If there's only one, if you are the, well, okay. So hold on. If you're the premiere, you're also the. No, wait. The other way around. If <laughs> if there are other podcasts about tea and friendship, you can be the premiere, and the one to listen to, like be the hot one. <laughs> Right? Do I have this right? I don't I know if I have so. this right. Another ambulance or another siren. This one sounds like it's maybe an ambulance. I can't tell. Um, this is a this podcast is too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. They're calling the police and the fire department on this. They're like, we got to <laughs> simmer them down. Although I do have to say, yep, it might be too hot to handle. But I got to say, we're live. In Central Park. Oh, yes. On a very fallish day. It's very fall. Yes, the leaves are still way too green. It is the first time that um, I have worn pants to one of these recordings, and Emily has not mocked me for wearing pants. I'm not wearing pants, and I wish I was wearing pants. I'm wearing uh, a dress. You want to you wear something as a blanket? I have no, extra I'm things. No, I'm good. I'm actually not as cold as I thought I would be. I have a jacket here. You let me know if you need some material. I've got so many things to uh, I'll, I'll shout. <laughs> Matt really has like an entire wardrobe in his backpack. <laughs> uh, I brought a jacket and I brought a sweatshirt. Is that, the, <laughs> is that, that unusual? No, I just... Um, I mean, you're much more prepared for any type of weather when I left my umbrella sitting on the floor. I do not have an umbrella, although I believe I have my poncho in here. <laughs> We're really talking about preparedness. Uh, I think it's buried in here somewhere. Oh, here it is. It is a Red Sox-themed poncho. Boo. <laughs> well, I actually don't care that Red much. Red Sox are awful this year, so who really cares? Um, <laughs> Whatever your favorite team is, they're better than the Red Sox, probably. Are the Cardinals better than the Red Sox? Uh, I haven't been paying too much attention, but I'm going to blindly say yes. <laughs> cool. I love a blind answer, and I don't want Matt to do any more research. I'm done. I, put, I was going to, and then I put it right down. He, he was going to do research, and he did just put it right down, uh, listener. Um, Matt. Yes. What What is the most fall thing you've done recently? Uh, the most fall thing I've done. Wow, crazy question. So I drink hot bevs, hot bevs all year round. So hot it's, bev. not, it's not hot bevs. Um, I have been making jokes about um about pumpkin spice lattes. I feel like making jokes about them is a very fall thing to do. <laughs> oh, I had an Oktoberfest beer. That counts, maybe. Okay. Uh, I had Va- uh, the Von Trapp Oktoberfest, a beer brewed in Vermont. Would you say that the v- Von Trapp Oktoberfest is 16 going on 17? Yes. Thank you. Uh, uh, it was fine. <laughs> it was tasted uh, it tasted good. 
I am 16, going on 17. I don't remember the words. Um, I am 17, going on 18, and the guy is a bad person. Emily, what is the most fall thing you've done recently? Thank you for asking. I was just going to give it, uh, answer my own self, but then I got into singing about the Von Trapp family. Um, it is wearing the dress I am currently wearing. Mm. That is, I don't know if that's true, but... It's my favorite fall dress. It's got sleeves. Mm, it does. It goes, not the longest of sleeves, but it goes over the elbow. It's a fall sleeve <laughs> length. <laughs> um, um, I'm still wearing short sleeve stuff. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I, think that, I think that truly might be it. I didn't run my air conditioner today. Ooh, okay, yes. Uh, I've decided, I think, I think ACs are done. I think I'm done with ACs. I have a question. I think I'm ready to call it quits. Yeah, what's your question? Um, what, so I have a window unit. You sure do. Should I have it taken out or should I just leave it there? Um, if you, how, how nice are your windows? Uh, are they like modern double pane? <laughs> are they old? I don't, do I don't they, know. Do they appear to be old or do they appear to be? They appear like normal. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, well like, I don't know, old like, I mean old isn't like rickety looking. I don't think they're rickety looking. looking. So you probably want to take it out. I would say, um. I think a fully closed window is going to be warmer in the winter than one with an AC unit That's sitting true. in there. That's true. Okay. Um, I'd say no rush maybe, but yeah, you're going to get less of a draft if you have the window closed. That's true. Okay. This is a good talk. There we go. Wow. That's fall talk. Uh, <laughs> um, I just wanted to check in about that because it feels, it feels like fall. Yes. I think it, uh, it became fall like two days ago and we're in it for the long run until it's winter. <laughs> I think summer comes. might be over. I hope... Winter never comes. Um, hmm. Winter is coming. Okay, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't care if I am familiar with the source material. I will quote it, <laughs> anyways. Um, I think you. I think we should just get into it. Okay, let's do it. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. That was a terrible snap. Tea today, Emily. Are you good at snaps? Okay, I better than with my left hand, and the problem was I was going with my right. Uh, we're well, talking tea today. We're talking tea. Uh, um, we're talking. To, we're, this is probably the only time we've ever done this store store bought tea. We are drinking store purchased tea. Oh, right in the microphone, Emily. Oh. We are drinking store purchased tea. Um, so here's here's my story. I'm the failure in this story, and Matt's mad at me, <laughs> fuming. I've just, got steam going out of my ears. Just so mad. It's um, my headphones. So I was. You know, I'm generally, when we do the park recordings, um, responsible for bringing the tea. However, I went into work today. Mm-hmm. And that means I left my house way early and left without tea. Although I did remember my picnic blanket. So, okay. If you were to make tea today, you would have brought tea to work, made it yes. there, and brought it here? You would not have done iced tea. Prob- mm. If I had forethought, maybe. But I did. Uh, I clearly did not. No no thought, almost. I even I even have iced tea made at home. Do you have tea? Did you take tea out, or did you completely blank on on uh, on the duty of bringing tea? I completely blanked on the oh. duty of bringing tea. Uh, so I I feel I feel like it is entirely your fault. That is true. But uh, I feel like often we will talk about the tea, even like the idea of you bringing tea or. Or sometimes we'll talk about how you have the, you know, or like to confirm who has the topic. We almost did no chatter about this at all. That's true. This was a very chatter, uh, light, light uh, scheduling yeah. of this of this episode. <laughs> so, so I forgot the teas. 
And I texted Matt around 1.40. No, 2.40? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It was about 2.40 because I had almost left my apartment. Yeah. And I said, I forgot the tea. Mm-hmm. And he said, Matthew said, can we get tea around your, your work? And I said, yes. And he said, okay. <laughs> I said something I, a lot like that, yeah. Um, he, I think he actually said I figured that there would be something near you. Mm, and so, but I said it with an exclamation point, so yes, it made me more excited than what you just sounded like. It, it, there was an exclamation point, which I did appreciate, because, you know, it just, it just tells the person that, you know, you're okay. Or I'm that mad <laughs> that I'm putting an exclamation point. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Can you exclamation in anger, or does it immediately diffuse it? I think in text message form, it's always an excitement. And if it's an anger via text, it's a period. Mm, that's interesting. I think it's different than in a book. I do think if you, okay, if you were to text me the word, okay, with an exclamation point, I'd be like, great, Matt is super happy with what's happening. Mm-hmm. If you were to text me, okay, no punctuation, I'd just be like, okay, he's just responding, letting me know I got it. If, if you said, okay, <laughs> period, I'd be like, Matt is so pissed off at me. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Um, I have, I. Okay. I don't know that I would ever text you mad. I don't know, like. Like, I don't know, I'm not the kind of, I'm not, I'm not uh, passive aggressive enough to want to imply anger via text message. Unless, I mean, I think I would probably straight up be like, I'm not happy about this, (laughs) then like dot, 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 the rest. I still don't think I'd even say that to you about anything because I would have to be so mad (laughs) and also like, I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to be telling me something so upsetting and over text. <laughs> but it's it's not that it's just you. It's this is this is my categories for anyone. I know. I'm just letting you know. Had I, because you were using me as the example. Yeah. So I want you to know. Um, I mean, there's also like an ellipses, and that just you know that just just trails off. Mm. But it can also sound passive aggressive. That would be that would be me if I was like sure dot dot dot. <laughs> Oh then God, you know it's over. Then you know I'm annoyed. It's over for everyone. Uh, sure. <laughs> Anyways, back to this tea. Mm, don't forget we're in tea talk, yes. Um, so Matt meets me at work. We leave. We walk to a place called Plant Shed, which is a it is a flower and plant store that they're I think they're pretty sure they're throughout the city. This particular one is on 87th Street and it has a cafe. And we walked into it to see if they had tea because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I knew they had lattes, but they did have tea. Emily, Emily actually was slow to realize they had tea. I was like, they have tea. And you were like, they just have matcha. And I go, there's a whole tea menu up there. And you were like, what? And I was like, right there. That is an exact replica of our conversation. Mm-hmm. We pick the tea. We mm-hmm. pick Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Good old EG. We ask them to put milk in it. Mm-hmm. We walk out of the store. Uh-huh. And we know nothing about this tea. We know nothing. We're drinking Earl Grey from Plant Shed. Um, I do think it said something about bergamot, obviously, and then something else. Um, I remember reading it, but Who's but it is say? what? Who's to say? Who's to say? I tried looking at the website. They don't have any information about their menus. Um, so we don't know anything about this tea. Nope. But I do know some information about Plant Shed. Wow. So there's a few cafes around. The mm. cafe is super cute. Um, it has like all sorts of flowers mm-hmm. all around it, clearly, and lots of little succulents. There's like outside seating, and um. This is the story. Inside seating. This is the story of Plant Shed. Mm-hmm. Since the 1950s, our family has been immersed in the floral and botanical community in New York. With each generation, we strive to make our community stronger and have developed a deep understanding and appreciation for staying current 
with changing trends, technology can continue to set the standard for quality and affordability. I got to tell you, I did not expect that sentence to be so long. Wow. Um, but they sell lots of plants. Um, and we strive, they strive to make purchasing plants and flowers an easy, exciting, and informative process. That's what I got for you about Plant Shed. Did you, have you ever bought plants from there? I have not. I looked into it when I first moved into my new apartment, and then I decided I couldn't handle the responsibility of a plant. And then when I got succulents, I proceeded to kill two out of four of them. Mm. Um, Stop watering them so much. I have not been watering them. That's the, I don't understand what the problem is. Not enough love and gratitude. Maybe that's what it is. But anyways, we don't know anything about this tea. However, Matt, we know it's an Earl Grey tea. What do you think about this tea? Um, it, it, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's, um, it tastes like an Earl Grey. Yeah, yeah. It's got milk in it. Um, no sugar. Neither of us. Emily, no sweetener today. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. I absolutely put sugar in it. Oh, for here you did it. Yeah. Because they asked you if you wanted it, and they had your sugar there. I didn't see them do it. I didn't see that they had it, but I knew I had it. He said, do you want sweetener? But I also, you know, listen, I knew I had it, so I didn't even investigate. Okay. Okay. It was right next to the, the stirrers, which you saw. Oh, wait. I did request stirrers on our way out. Yeah. Which you, we already covered on the podcast. <laughs> I know. And I just wanted to make sure everyone knew. I was very excited about the stirrers. Um, okay. So you do not have sweetener, though. I do not. No. It is not sweetened. I want to talk about the level of milk in this tea. How... What do you what do you think about the level of milk? Um, yeah, maybe like a maybe like half a splash too much. Okay. Yeah. You ready for my opinion? Go for it. This tastes like a tea latte. Uh, sure. It is yeah. Far too much milk. Do you like tea lattes? I they're fine. They're uh, fine. Yeah. But I, I you know I was looking forward to an Earl Grey with a dash of milk and I got. Mm. An Earl Grey that's half milk. Well, here's my here's here's a little problem I have ordering uh, tea from cafes. Um, I find that often they maybe I don't know I don't like okay so they have tea bags in them right, and ultimately you can take a tea bag out and you should after a few minutes, and then the water level goes down quite a bit. So my problem is that a lot of times they make the tea, they put the tea bag in, and they also keep leave like half half to a full inch of room to put milk in even if i don't ask for it i never ask for room for milk because i almost always just take the tea bag out and that's like almost enough room for me to put whatever milk i was going to put in so i have a feeling that they probably did not fill this with enough water i feel like it's non-tea drinkers that work at these cafes and they don't know how much water to put in (laughs) and then they and then when you ask for milk they just like filled the thing up with milk so then you get too much milk yeah um i also feel like a lot of people who drink coffee like People will put more milk, uh, not always, but I feel like the amount of milk that gets put in coffee can be quite high. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, where tea, like, if you start putting in too much milk, yes, it gets gets to latte ver- uh, world, and maybe you don't want that. No. I, um, yeah, I think this is probably a little too much milk. I also think it cooled down super fast because they put a lot of milk in exactly. it. Exactly. Like, it's already completely cold, yeah. basically. Um, I was telling Matt about this tea place that's near my new apartment that has tea like lattes like iced tea lattes Mm -hmm. and this tastes like one of their lattes yeah um that's to say i i think it's good i just wish it had less milk and it was hotter yeah this is basically a completely serviceable i honestly don't even want to review it if i can be frank with you that's we did not discuss this we did not i'm saying it right now i'm gonna review it um okay 
Um, but do you have anything else you want to say? What did you think about plant shed? Oh, it was very pretty. I like plants. I don't kill them. Plants thrive in my house. Um, what can okay. I say? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, I don't have anything more to say. Do you have anything more to say before I, I ask you the important question? No. Okay. Emily, do you find this untitled, our second untitled tea of all time, untitled tea, untitled Earl Grey from Plant Shed, Flowers Plants Coffee, uh, to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to say no, but I'm going to, it's not because of Plant Shed and it's not because of whatever the tea brand this is. No oh boy. Because it's, it's just too much milk. Mm-hmm. It's too much milk. Okay. It's, I'm not... I'm enjoying my experience drinking it, but it's too much milk. Okay. You really not? You really don't want me to review it? You really? Give, ask ask me, and I'll I'll give you some. I'll okay. give you something. Okay, Matt, would you say? Wait, that did this, you say this is your cup of tea or not? Wait, are it's you, not my cup not of tea. Not my cup of tea. Okay, Matt, you interrupted me by the way. Matt, would you say that this plant shed uh, Earl Grey tea of unknown origin <laughs> is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Okay, so this 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 is like if you just it's it's like reviewing, I don't know, like like instant coffee or something, <laughs> like in as if it's the same thing as like coffee or whatever, or like I as strong words coming from a big coffee drinker like me, but like it's just like perfectly serviceable. <laughs> it tastes like tea. Um, it's probably steeped wrong. It's probably mixed with milk wrong. <laughs> I like would if in a non-COVID world would have made a completely different tea than what I ended up with here. And I'm noticing kind of as I have been going out and getting teas with slightly more frequency than I had been a couple months ago, uh, I have not super been enjoying the experience because like either the place doesn't have like their whole like setup with, you know, honey and milk yeah. and whatever set up, or they have like either they don't have it at all, or they have to do it themselves, or et cetera, et cetera. Or I can't like normally if I go get tea at a cafe, even if it's to go, unless like I'm in a super rush, I will go there. I will sit and wait four minutes for my tea to steep, take throw the bags out and put milk and like honey in, or like some or do something around that nature. Or if even if I'm staying there, I will take out the the tea bags, put them on like a saucer, and like get a refill of hot water after I finish with my first cup. I can't do any of that right now. I feel so handicapped. And maybe I could do a better job of either conveying what I want or maybe adapting the circumstances, but I haven't yet. I look forward to adapting over the coming months. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, So that is to say, I, I don't feel comfortable rating this tea anything. I mean, I don't know. This cup of tea, not, not my cup of tea, but perfectly serviceable, this uh, like plant shed the tea they made me any of that stuff i have no opinion of because i feel like this is not made anywhere close to what i would have wanted to and that is the snobbiest opinion i've ever had on this podcast as far as tea goes (laughs) i'm just thinking of writing the description for this this episode and just just i I can't wait i'm gonna mock you so much in it anyways so it's one cup of tea no no it's not one cup of tea it's zero cups of tea zero i said it's not my cup of tea Matt also said it was not his cup I of think, tea. I think I'm in an abstentia. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tea talk. Done. Tea talk complete. We're checking in about the past topics we've had <laughs> on this podcast today. <sighs> okay. 
you not like my my music? <laughs> I don't know. It's so descriptive, and then we don't really. Uh, I feel like we we take turns. We we. I feel like it's basically the Harry Potter ketchup uh, <laughs> segment. Uh, although I I and I have I've, I have something to check in on that I don't find to be a topic check in, but something I wanted to mention to you. Right. It, it relates to past episodes. Right, do you have anything for me? Uh, to ask you anything? Yeah. No, should I? No, I just wanted to check. I don't think I have anything for myself. I didn't write anything down. Uh, although I don't have my notebook on me. I forgot it. But I have a, I have a draft email that I'm reading from now. Uh, last week I talked about the Sencha Mango, which was the other mango tea that I had um, ha- had in my apartment by T2, which I think I actually on the podcast called My Cup of Tea, but then I was ragging on last week because we had a really good mango tea yeah, yeah. Um, that I liked. And... I kind of had this like thought where I was like, man, I don't know that I like this tea uh, last week. And then I got off the podcast and I thought to myself, wait a minute, Matt. Why don't you go ahead and pull an Emily and ice this? You got you to ice that tea. And see if it tastes any better. So that's what I did. I made, um, I cold brewed wow. a pitcher of my Sencha mango. And... Um, I went to Prospect Park, threw it in my brand new travel mug that I got from David's Tea for free, Uh, threw it in the mug, walked over to the park, was just sitting there sipping at it, and I was like, this is perfectly serviceable as a nice tea. (laughs) I'm using that word serviceable a lot today. It was fine, and I had this sort of epiphany. I was like, I don't think I like this any more iced, but my expectations for iced tea are so much lower than they are for hot tea that I was like, yeah, this is fine. So that's that's a little insight into how I feel about iced tea, is that okay. it lo- my expectations become lower <laughs> when I'm having it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well. That's my checking. I'm in. sorry my trick didn't work for you. Um, I mean, it, well, here's how it did work. It's making me go through the tea a lot faster than I would have. Because I made a whole pitcher of it. So I just, like, put a whole ton of leaves in there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is going to get rid of so much of this tea for me <laughs> that's one of the tricks about having iced tea it gets through a lot it gets through a lot of tea leaves I know. um okay emily's tricks of the trade okay we're gonna we're gonna get to the real main event uh-huh have you read harry potter you see you see it was sitting right next to me you I'm, know you, you met up with me do I'm the carrying listeners it. know no that? i but i have to tease you <laughs> I have to, okay well this is this if this podcast is anything it's me teasing you about stuff <laughs> that's how we are that's how our friendship exists okay I have been reading it. Okay. I've been reading it's the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire. I've not gotten to any goblets yet. Um, have there been fires? Yeah, I guess there has been some fires. Um, I have. They are. They have just. I'm halfway through the chapter where they get to Hogwarts. Uh, so the Quidditch World Cup has happened. I have to say, I, as promised, <laughs> I hate Quidditch so much. It's so boring. And um, I, I took me so long to read the Quidditch, the, the chapter about the word. How? How? <laughs> I think I read okay. it in three sittings. Okay, listen. Okay, so here's, all right, here's how it separated. The first time I stopped reading it was, uh, I think I had gotten, some, like I was like arrived somewhere or something. I was, I was like, okay, okay, put the book down. And then I read, then I was like reading it in bed. And I read like two chapters or two pages of it. I got so sleepy reading it that I was like, okay, time for bed. <laughs> and normally, I, I'm, as I've said before, I'm digging these books. But this Quidditch, I was like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I can't read it. 
I mean, I did read it. So I read all the Quidditch stuff. But I was so happy to be over it. I had more fun reading the names of people which houses they got sorted in <laughs> from the sorting hat than I did, which is also kind of boring. More fun doing that than reading about this thing. And obviously, the events surrounding it, the plot-driven things, those are interest, of interest. But the actual Quidditch stuff, I'm like, ugh. Okay. Ugh. I'm just gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit. Okay. Is ahead. the Quidditch part the best part of the books? No, clearly not. Also, I can't I I can't I think of something I've enjoyed have, reading less. <laughs> I I do know that the author who will not be named um did write Quidditch as a critique mm-hmm. of sports in general. But you know what? I don't agree with her on a lot of things, so I'm gonna take that out. But. That's why the rules don't really make sense. I no, I I fully know, and that's and I think I've stated on this podcast is written by somebody who either hates sports or has decided, like, or is one of those people that is like sports are too complicated. Like I can tell, yeah. I know that's how she feels. Okay. But that and but like and like that is in a way offensive to me because uh, although I don't like all sports, I do like one sport, <laughs> baseball. Okay, but I just want to hammer. And hit- in, on particular, the Quidditch World Cup, mm-hmm. how you could not find that interesting. There are velas. There are leprechauns. Harry fast forwards on his, his binoculars. Then he is, uh, he's like too far. He's like behind and he has to go forward. I know, I know. And there's, there's Winky and, and there's the Malvoys and, and Crumb catches the snitch to end the game because he knows Bulgaria will never win and Ireland wins. <laughs> it was a weird way of right. I was like, <laughs> they say that they're like, they'll never catch up. I was like, they only need to score once <laughs> for it to be a tie game. Like they said, they'll never catch up. Like they don't have to catch up. They only need to score twice and then he gets a snitch and then the game is over. Plus like the fact that like they, the lead up in that, they're like one year, the Quidditch, the, the game lasted five days. And then Do this, you want the game to last and this five one, days? This one lasts, what I can assume is 15 minutes. <laughs> um, no, I'm glad, it, I'm glad it was over fast, but like, I'm just, I'm just not into it, and like I just, the way I can read, I like it drips from the page how much she hates sports, <laughs> and how but much again, she's trying to make fun of them. The and, referee almost throws to get the game to Bulgaria because the Vilas are so hot. Well, I also, I do think that um, obviously these books are written by um, somebody who's heavily influenced by um, English soccer. Uh, or your just general European soccer, which is also an infuriating um, thing to know about, like how they do the riots and how that stuff is like that's all like real shit. I was like, this is she's not really making this up. This is like how the like soccer hooligans act, and that also I'm like, it took me. It takes me. Here's also part of it. It takes me out of the fantasy of all the wizarding to be like to like have this obvious social commentary. And let me give you. Let me let me connect this to another thing that I have a problem with. And I'm sorry that I come back to this so much, and I, maybe this will be the last time I ever mention it. But um, the Last Jedi, the worst scene in that movie is where they go to the gambling planet and then start talking about warmongering and all that stuff. And I'm like, leave me in my fantasy world. I don't like these but, real world uh, but, critiques. Are I don't I don't need these. But isn't the fantasy world? I think inherently about a critique of the like. Aren't all books really just <clears throat> critiquing? Like, isn't okay. isn't Star Wars at its core? about the real real life uh yes and here's where i'll say that both this scene in last jedi and quidditch are bad because they're so they they they, they're so close to the real world that they're not they're no longer like um 
what is the phrase like uh, an analogy to it they're no longer just some analogy they're like basically taking the real world thing and just mapping to use a little improv term but they're just like replacing words almost like in both scenes it's like this is so close to actual real world stuff that it's not the fantasy that i want to see it in i don't mind learning a lesson as long as it's like a little bit more extrapolated but like there's no need to slap me in the face with (laughs) with it you know i don't know i don't want to be treated uh like i'm stupid and i feel like that's how this is I can't speak to Last Jedi. I have not seen it in a while. I do not think, in this case, she's treating us like we are stupid. Yes, there is a riot after the Quidditch World Cup, but I, I think it is, it is also, I think it is an important aspect of the story to like know that that these people exist within the world, and like that's that's also kind of like it's showing that no matter where, like what type of world you live in, there's people that are are bad and will do bad things and are yeah and will treat people poorly so and that is kind of i think the point of harry potter so i will grant that some of i i understood some of why they put it at this quidditch world cup like uh so you know the moment afterwards is the big this big riot and all that stuff with wizards doing wizard rioting <laughs> and i as i was reading it i was thinking like well i hate this is quidditch but I understand they needed to put it at a big event. Like the reason that they made this Quidditch World Cup up is they were like, this needs to seem grander because they couldn't just like have these riots like just happen. You know, they wouldn't just happen in London or something because wizards like keep secret or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I understood that, that there was like this need for like a Super Bowl like thing to occur. Um, So I was able to appreciate that. I just don't like reading about Quidditch. (laughs) So like even like all the messages and all that stuff, fine. But like, Morin passes it to blah blah blah. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I wish I'd read a Matt Christopher book. He's the guy who wrote books about sports. Oh, uh, like fifth grade level. I think I have. Books. I think I've seen those. Um, I just want the record to show. Quidditch is not my favorite part. I Lee Jordan's commentary. We're not even talking about that. He's not commentating on the Quidditch World Cup, but he does in all the others. Yeah, and him and McGonagall fighting. Iconic. I also think it's 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 an interesting thing. It also I, it strikes me as someone who's only ever watched sports on TV or then went and watched sports live. And because like commentators don't commentate over live, like if you're there live, you can't hear a commentator. <laughs> if you're at a live sporting event, you can't hear the commentators. Yeah, but I think his his commentating is also being broadcasted at their homes too. I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing the thing about it being heard in the stadium is like a weird it's a weird thing. It's it it re, it it rings to me as somebody who went to a live sporting event, didn't hear commentary and was like, "Wait, they don't have commentary just here?" and then decided to put the commentary over the thing in the book. And I think that's weird because I generally am not a huge commentary fan. <laughs> in fact, most unless it's like a good commentary team, I think it's like really hard like i was like i'd rather listen to the the live thing mm-hmm. in fact mlb tv not this year though because um all the crowd noise is piped in but normally if you have mlb tv you can actually turn off the commentators and just get field noise which is an amazing feature <laughs> it's like you're actually at the game um but yeah it's, that, that was always a weird thing i don't know i don't have a problem with lee jordan seems fine <laughs> i listen i'm not here to defend quidditch it's not the best aspect of the books i I do disagree with you about the your riots opinion. But, you know, I think you just got to move past it. I think you just got to accept it. It's let, not let, that bad. 
And there's really not that much Quidditch. I I I I I don't I don't hate the rides as much as maybe I you think I stated that I did it. I just in my mind there was just like so many things that were direct mirroring to real life. The rides as they unfold in the book do seem necessary and plot driven. <laughs> um but uh, maybe it's just like that there's like sort of a, a bunch of different things that I'm like, it feels too, uh, it feels too real. So it's not, I don't want to, I don't want to like signal just that. And I get it. It's cool. Fine. The magic parts are cool. I enjoy the magic. Keep the magic coming. I will say that I found it all, all I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still got through it and I still like, I like having a lot of, I like the Mr. Weasley stuff. I like oh. him. I like so much more of him in the books. Like, I'm like, oh, this is fun. This oh, ministry I love magic. Mr. Weasley. And I, it also, it may, really made me think of a lot of random things. Cause like they open up the whole world of like different, um, wizarding schools and like countries and like having different ministries of magic. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I guess I didn't didn't think that i i thought they were all under like one sort of roof (laughs) um but it sounds yeah i don't know it opens up the world a little bit although it makes you wonder like i it makes you think about the legend of harry potter and how like it goes how it like reverberates like from country to country because like um you know like big legends in america don't necessarily translate to big legends in japan or whatever Mm -hmm. you know like um to name two random countries (laughs) Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Made me, made me think of some things like that. I don't know. Again, it wasn't bad. I just could, um, do with like half as many pages about Quidditch. (laughs) Oh, and one of my favorite parts was like, then after that chapter, they go to the Weasley, back to the Weasley's house. And there's a part where like, um, Ron goes, Hey, do you want to play Quidditch? And like, uh, um, he's like, all my brothers will play and Harry, we can play or whatever. And then they just do that thing where it's like dot, dot, dot. And it goes like it skips over them playing Quidditch. And I was like, oh, wow. That's, um, I love that you skipped it over. My favorite part is when, <laughs> when they get back is when um, um, Mrs. Weasley is so upset that she, the last thing she was, she was yelling at Fred and George. And then when she sees them again, she's so relieved. <sighs> I did like that. Love Mrs. Weasley. Um, I like that they won their bet, the, that they won their Quidditch bet, which I was like, when they bet all their money on it, I was like, they're going to win this. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, there's no way they don't. <laughs> um, and then they won, and I was like, nope, okay. 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 I'm just, I just like to say I called it whenever I called it on a check-in book, done? book for children. Check-in. We are checking out of the check-in. That's my topic time. <laughs> whoa. Um, <laughs> just, it's, whoa. Not even make, make, let me ask you about it. Um, listen, I know how this podcast works. Emily, what is your topic? Uh, my topic <laughs> is texting and phone calls. Texting and phone calls. Wow. Yes. So. what? First for the listener, what is texting and phone calls? Texting. <laughs> it's, it's when you have a cell phone and you're able to send words, like actual, like, like, like the physical words to a person via your phone and then they respond back physical world words like mail like when you write on a letter and you send physical like like it's a digital word you send back and forth phone calls take a phone Mm -hmm. you dial a number sometimes you don't have to dial a number it's just in your phone Mm. you Mm -hmm. call it up and you talk to someone via the phone Mm -hmm. um these are over the waves (laughs) Yes. From tower to tower. Yes. 
uh, over long distances. Yes. Uh, um, go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> I first want to start this conversation is when did you get your first cell phone? Okay. Um, I, my family had a communal cell phone that we used, um, let's see, probably when I was in the ninth grade, 10th grade, beginning sometime in early, early to mid high school. (laughs) And I was the keeper of this phone when I went to school. If I went to school, I would take the phone with me. Um, and usually because I needed to request a ride home from track practice because mm. I ran track. Wow. And I needed a ride home. That makes sense. <laughs> and also my parents didn't need cell phones during the day because they worked at places that had phones that you could freely use where I was at a school where uh, there was a pay phone. Uh, but why would I use a pay phone? Anyways... Yes, that was an old school uh, cell phone with a little pull-out antenna, and it had the game Snake on it, and um, yeah, that was my first phone. In fact, that number is still my number for anyone who knows it. So I've had the same cell phone number since around, I'll say around the year 2000 is when I would have gotten one. So 20 years. Just about, yeah. It's an old number. Sure is. In fact, it is in my hometown, an OG area code. Um, my hometown is now covered by two different area codes. I have the old one. So therefore, I am cooler than anyone who has a 774 number in central Massachusetts. <laughs> wow. Those are some big words. Uh, well, I mean them. I mean every last one of them. Wow. Um, okay. So I don't remember when my family first got our cell phone. I don't remember the last the year exactly. I think I was in middle school or early high school and my parents got I think they said one cell phone but the most exciting part for me mm-hmm. was that I got to play snake mm. when we were in the car I would I was so good at snake I could have that little snake eat that little dot <laughs> and then go find another dot and then go eat that other dot and then oh my god I've hit I have hit my own snake <laughs> I wish cell phones still had the game snake I bet you can get it but it's not the same mm. I want like literally the the like whatever kind of technology that was you kind of need the the like shitty joystick button like combo that old phones had I like, think the like the rocker the rocker switch I think you could have the rocker. I think when I played it, I just used the number pads, though. Ooh, maybe. uh, Yeah, now. mm, I remember I eventually did have a phone with a little rocker in it. Uh, I don't. The original one, I think, was probably just the. uh, I think it had arrows, though. I like to go to scroll through texts or to address book or whatever. Um, But I just. Snake is such a good game. I just wish I could still have it on my phone. But the exact same, not like the updated version. I don't want a real snake. I want just a line. Um, um, I wonder if you could get that. I don't know. Okay, but I, in particular, got my first cell phone. I think I was a junior in high school, and I remember it very clearly. My parents got new fancy phones, wow. and we were in a store. I think, I think, what store were we in? <laughs> I have a very clear memory of it. I just don't remember what store we were in. I'm well. going to say Kmart. Wow. I think it was Kmart. I do think it was Kmart. And um, my dad hands me their, the old phone, and they all have fancy phones. And I say, in an absolutely iconic Emily Riggins line, why do I get the lame phone? <laughs> um, and so texting on that phone, mm-hmm. it was like a T9 thing. T9, oh, that's what I had, T9. So for those of you who are too young to understand what T9 is, 
you just had the keypad, so you had to type in the words like if you wanted to spell cat, you had to hit the numbers that would spell cat, and it would give it would let you scroll through the words that could be made from those combinations of letters. Did I describe that well? Uh, yeah. Well, like how each no- yeah each number has three letters aso- yeah. three or four letters associated with it, and then you have to press. Well, it was interesting. Yeah. Well, T nine was where it could auto spell, right? Or like it could figure out what letters you. T nine could do. also auto spell. Yeah. Um, where like the number two is A B and C, the number three was D E F. Yeah. Uh, and then all the way. And then, uh, well, seven was PQRS and nine was uh, WXYZ. There's also a setting where you could do it where you like, you went through the letter. So like it was yeah. ABC one. Mm-hmm. And then you had to like. Pick. So if you press, you pressed one twice, you yeah. get a B. Yeah. Texting was hard back then. Um, I did not, I did not text a lot uh, back then. You're exactly right. Uh, <laughs> it's not a lot of text. Well, back then you had to like pay like per text or get like a big texting plan. Like now everything is just limited, so you just text all you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also did not text much when I first got my phone. I was not good at it. I would be like so when other people would be just like texting up a storm. I'm like, but it takes so long. Hmm. Um, almost also, feel, almost feels like when Emily doesn't respond to me right away on text. Okay, we're getting to it. <laughs> That's not that part of the story yet. <laughs> Okay, as long as we're getting to so, you and me texting. So I so I was not a good texter then. I also just, you know, I didn't really have that many people to text. Um, but Yes, me neither, really. <laughs> I still feel like that was the time. Like, people joke about, like, how before you had, before cell phones, people would just hang out with each other. like just Or just people would always know where each other was. I feel like I was still that way because most of my hanging out was, like, after high school or something. Like, it just would be a continuation of that or whatever because i had lots of friends who did not like uh i had lots of friends who didn't have cell phones so it's like i would have mine but i couldn't necessarily call any all my other friends or sometimes we're still calling their like landlines (laughs) yeah anyways um so texting Mm -hmm. when did you start becoming a person who texted like regularly not just like every once in a while i don't think i started regularly texting until i had a data plan which would be post-college uh i i don't really remember texting in college um maybe i did and maybe i'm just forgetting about this but i feel like it uh, my first phone uh which we may have covered this on an episode of this podcast before but uh after college was at blackberry so now all of a sudden i got that full tactile keyboard on there yeah and then i started messaging and I also had BBM, the BlackBerry Messenger, which was, that was hot shit back then. You had, you had to be BBM friends with people in order to do it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and I would do that occasionally. Um, but I feel like that was, like, the beginning because I was, like, now I have a data plan. I think then it was, like, I don't know. I don't know. At some point, I got a limited texting. So somewhere along there. But years later, for sure. So for you, the texting went hand-in-hand hand with the data planning yeah i'm wondering exactly when i got unlimited maybe it was in college and then i did start texting more but i don't i don't know okay i'll say that i've never been i i feel like i've always used a mix of ways of messaging people (laughs) and so like tech i don't text with that many people now i've never had a huge list of people i texted with i don't know I still remember doing a lot of, like, on my laptop, like, using Google Hangouts or whatever to, like, message people quickly to be, like, yeah. you want to hang out or whatever. I don't know. See, I would consider that just texting. I guess. It's just a different form. I guess. Anyways. So, I have never 
I would I text people now. I regu- I have lots of text messages. I would not consider myself a texter. I am not good at texting. Mm. As Matt will attest. <laughs> I so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I like the concept of texting. It's mm-hmm. nice to be able to talk to the people you want to talk to. Sure. And not be too overwhelmed by the phone call. Mm. Um I probably started texting more in college. Um probably around the same time you started texting. Yeah. Because you're old. Um with my roommates. <laughs> And, like, we would make plans and stuff. Um, actually, fun fact, when I was in college, I had a phone number that is, and I still have that phone number, that is one digit away from my mother's. Um, and I accidentally gave my first college roommate, Charlie, um, my mother's phone number. Mm-hmm. And so she would, for the first, like, month, would text her. She once text her, texted my mom once, want to get pizza? <laughs> and my mom was like, I think you want Emily. <laughs> um, and the answer was yes, I wanted to get pizza. Wow. I was just thinking that. I was thinking Emily wanted pizza. <laughs> um, so we got pizza. Um, wow. I'm glad it worked out in the end. <laughs> I know. Uh, me too. Um, so, you know, that's just a fun early texting story on my on myself. But I, so I was never a big texter. Mm-hmm. I'm still not. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, I had a flip phone throughout most of college until the very end when I got an iPhone. Um, and I would say then I started texting more. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But now you can't, it's impossible to just call someone. It's too weird. I don't know. Would you, okay, let's say you wanted to just, just drop a quick hello to someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe not someone you talk to regularly. Just want to yeah. drop a quick hello. Sure. How are you sending that? How am I sending that? Yeah. Um, depend, I, I don't know. I have like eight different ways I message people now. Okay, but do you text or call? I don't call anyone now because I know no one else likes to be called. Exactly. But I don't, uh, but that wouldn't, but. When do you think that shift in our culture happened? Um, when phone calls became an annoying thing. Um, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. Because I feel like people have always hated voicemails. I don't think that's ever gone away. So I want to, because that's what I was going to say is like, peop, like it was this thing. I I think that, I think it was a slow, prog- slow thing. Okay. So first we had, um, Nothing. Like if you called someone, you know, 30 years ago or so, uh, the phone would just ring until you hung up. Then they designed answering machines. Yes. And then you could call and then it would ring a few times and then you would leave a message. And those, those I think were a little annoying, but people were still like, okay, well, at least now I don't have missed calls. Uh, then caller ID came around and you didn't necessarily need the message because if you knew someone called you, you would know someone who had called you. And you could just call them back. And then we had cell phones. And you could leave voicemails. And that was sort of the same thing. And we knew that what that was. That's like voicemail. That's the same thing as an answering machine. Yeah. So then we did that. But then it sort of like developed into the call and um, leave a text. Like, hey, I just called. Um, it was about... Or, or people didn't want to leave voicemails anymore. So then they would call get the voicemail, hang up, and be like, hey, I just called. I wanted to know if you took the dog for a walk. Whatever. Yeah. Some inane thing. And then I think that morphed into, well, fuck this call at all. Let's just text. <laughs> uh, and so I think I think it was a slow progression into just like a variety of things people hated. And um, I think now it's just like, yeah, you, well, if you, even if you want to talk to someone on the phone, if it's not important, you might as well just text and be like are you free 
even if you want to call, even if you want to like get on the phone, because now people will be like, oh, now's not a great time. Let me call you in like 15 minutes. Let me call you in an hour. So even if you want to do a phone call, I feel like the etiquette, if you are on texting terms with that person is to text, unless it's like a doctor's appointment or, or it's a work call or something, then people yeah. just still seem to call. Although even at, I will say at work, I prefer if someone messages me on IM and says, can I give you a call? Like I'd, which, and I'm way more likely to pick up too. Like I will not pick up just random calls necessarily at my job because uh, I also get like, um, because I think most of you at my job do that anyway. So then if I get one, I think I'm getting a spam call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then like if it said the person's name on my phone, I would pick up. But because so often it just says like my work's name, then I'm like, I think it's a spam or like someone trying to sell me something. I think another part of this is that texting is much easier to do while you're doing other things. Like you can, I can text while I'm doing dishes. I can text while I'm making dinner. I can text while I'm eating dinner. You can text while you're standing in line somewhere. If you don't want to like get on, if you don't want to be the loud, annoying person on your phone. But phone calls do take up more time. Yes. Um, But but I feel like if you really want to talk through something, if you want to have a discussion, you have to do a phone call. Yes. And I just wish more people would accept that. I do find it frustrating sometimes where I'll be having a conversation via text and I feel like we could just solve this in like two seconds if I just called you. But I know if I called you, it's going to be so weird. Um, I um, told you you can call me whenever you want. I know, but that's not, that's, <laughs> I, I'm talking about a very specific where you're like, you're making plans. Let's say you're making plans. Sure. And you're like, I can meet at seven. Oh, I can't meet at seven. Um, I could do four. Okay, I could do four. Where do you want to go? Well, I have to be somewhere at seven, so we need to go someplace close to that place. Would you rather discuss our plans over the phone, or do we do fine on text? We do fine on text, but I'm talking about complicated plans. It'd just be so much easier if you just picked up a phone and being like, hey, I let's meet. You know, I just think sometimes we make things harder via texting. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for phones, uh, phone calls. Um, I, I don't find them weird. In fact, I find, I find them enjoyable... Um, especially if I'm like, oh, I don't really do this very much. I, I don't, I feel like I use, do very few phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I'm, I am usually happy. And yes, usually it does get work done. Um, usually. <laughs> um, I, so I'm not here to say I, I like to text. And sometimes it, there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. And there's a place for phone calls. Um, I don't like this idea that all phone calls are bad. And I do think that is kind of a, a, a thing that, people talk about i do like to text people and it's nice to like be in contact with people throughout the whole day mm-hmm. and if you have a quick thing to say um yeah i can i can sort of bounce around with text like i like um as you know i tend to be if something's on my mind and like reminds me of something or someone i will like just be like boop 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 and send the text uh with not really care of time of day or yeah. anything else any of that nature yeah so i that part i enjoy and usually i'm not like you know, I wouldn't want to call someone and be like, hey, I saw this funny tweet. <laughs> I'd just rather send it to them or whatever. Um, I, I also think one thing that I have a problem with with both texting and phone call is that I find sometimes find too much communication overwhelming. Like if I look at my phone and I have a lot of unread messages, I'm just like, I can't handle any of this. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to respond right away, I have to leave it unread or I'll forget about it. Um, so I also oftentimes will look at a text and be like, Okay, I have to do some other stuff. And then I'll forget to respond, and which is why there's big gaps. <laughs> Matt. Oh, I know about the big gaps. <laughs> Listen, I've never claimed to be a good texter. I know. I've never claimed it. Have I ever said, hey, Matt, you know what I'm really great at? You know what? You know what is so weird is that you don't have to claim to be good at something for people to still talk about how bad you are at it. <laughs> I, I, you, I, 
I, I, you know, I don't know. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't even, I didn't say anything. I didn't bring this up. You brought this up. No, I know I did. I brought it up. But okay, I want to talk about phone calls for a little bit. I um, plenty of time. I don't talk on the phone often. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to schedule appointments by via phone. But I talk to my mom pretty much every day on the phone, and I value all of those communications. And I can't imagine taking our phone calls via text. Um. I I would say that I if if my whole world is texting, <laughs> that would be different. Yeah. Um, the uh, the thing is, I get a weekly hour long conversation with you. Anyways, it's called this podcast. <laughs> so it's what not is like this podcast? Um, it's my weekly hour long conversation with you. <laughs> okay, let's change the name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt's weekly conversation with Emily, a podcast. No. My, my weekly hour-long podcast or with you. conversation with you. with you. That's the name. Okay. Um, we'll keep this one. St- we'll keep these to an hour from now on. Um, probably not. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I like occasionally being able to talk to someone's voice. I guess I, I accomplish that many ways. I don't. They're not always phone calls anymore. I think that's the big thing. Um, I do like a lot of, uh, you know, computer-based calls, which are different than phone calls, I guess. I think, uh, to me, a phone call is, I have, I sort of have the phone in my hand. Maybe, I guess maybe I could be, I mean, you can do them with headsets. I don't know. Yeah. It's tricky. Um, I also think one thing about texting that I find, sometimes find stressful I like to text. This is not for me to say I don't like to text. Mm-hmm. Is This is also my same problem with emails, is I get so paranoid sending them especially with an email i real reread that email 12 times and still be worried about the grammar and if it sounds stupid i know you don't have this problem texting me because i'll get all kinds of typos when you send me stuff back (laughs) no i'm never texting you ever again just so you know that's my problem is sometimes something will switch when you send it and then all of a sudden there's a big typo and you look like a big old dummy i don't i don't mind the typos i always i i'm i i don't Again, I wouldn't even complain about typos other than it sounds like you don't care about as much about my text as you do to other people. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I have I have plenty of friends who I have one particular friend who I will not name because I don't want to embarrass him, uh, who is one of the worst typo people in the world. And he does not ever correct his typos. And he'll just send me almost garbage. And sometimes I will respond being like, I do not know what you just meant to tell me. But see, that's the problem with texting is that it's supposed to be fast, but by inherently... It being a, something you write out, it's not fast because you're then that when you type fast, it makes some mistakes. And then there's autocorrect involved and it'll switch a word and you'll hit send before you realize it or you'll hit send and it changes it as you hit send. I, I will say I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good typer. So, okay. What do you, do you think, how often do I send you typos? See, here's the thing. I don't really care if other people send typos. Mm. Like, yeah. that's because it's me and I'm not sending that many. Well, it's it's like it's like when people are like weird about grammar and like it's just like who cares? Yeah, I I don't think it. I don't think I I think if you're um, annoying about grammar, you're probably an annoying person. <laughs> I see. I think there's. I think there's a. I think. I don't know. If someone puts a comma in the wrong spot, it's okay. <laughs> sure. Of course That's it is. All. But I, people used to make all these Facebook statuses about how they so much care about grammar. And I'm like, okay, cool. I think it's, 
I think it's dying out. I think people have given up in a lot of ways. Um, I also think it, I mean, it's sort of, it sort of can be uh, classist and exclusionary sometimes when I think people have started to realize this, like that, um, sorry, not everyone's going to have perfect grammar and it's nice that you do, but I think I, and I think people are calling less, calling people out for it less or they're calling it people out fewer. <laughs> um, this little grammar joke. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's getting, I think that's getting better. Because I think everyone does typos now. I did a typo in a tweet the other day, and then I was like, I've had a typo in my tweet. But I still got five likes. Wow. I mean, not that's a lot of likes, but that's a lot for me. I thought you were such a good typer, though. I I am, though. That's so, the fact that I remember a tweet that I put a typo in shows you how few typos there normally are. Fun fact, that's why I don't tweet anymore. Wow. What a fun fact. I'm too worried about typos. Is that why you don't like anyone's tweets either? No, that's just, that's, <laughs> that's a different thing. Uh, where are you going to wrong? Like I actually have been not checking Twitter very often recently. Like, mm. I'll check it like quickly, but I don't, I don't do my deep dives anymore. Mm. I'm a little, I'm a little less on it than I was. Uh, well, you got to work on those Instagram very stories. Frequently. Well, now I'm, yeah, now I'm way more into Instagram. It is a lot more fun to do Instagram. I will say that. A lot more interesting. A lot more people see it, I think, or at least like acknowledge. Like a tweet, you got to read. An Instagram story, you can kind of just look at. And people's, you know, attention spans are shorter than ever. So, <laughs> uh, phone calls and text messaging. That's really all I have. Um, wait, what? How do you feel about emojis? Oh, I didn't even think about emojis. Mm. I love emojis. Mm. What's your favorite? Um, my favorite is. The cat with hard eyes. But mm. I also like the girl um, that goes like, has like one hand on her hair and goes like this. Mm. Um, and, the, and the one that just is shrugging. Oh, Emily, put that microphone to your <laughs> That is just shrugging. I had to act it out from that. I know shrugging one. Um, I remember shrugging one. It was that big old like crazy character. Like you use all the characters to like make the big shrugs person. Do you remember this? Oh, when yes, it was like yes. the big version of that? Um, One I, time I was using, like, I was using Microsoft Teams at work, uh, which I, I have to say that because I feel like that's the embarrassing part. And um, you know how, like, a lot of the emojis have, like, different um, ethnicities, uh, races, and genders yeah, yeah. now to, like, be more inclusive? So I was going to do the shrugging one. And I think I typed in shrug. Like, into, like, it lets you type it in to search for it. And I was like, oh, there's a guy doing it. And... <laughs> Then it sent it as, like, the male symbol, like, the circle with the line. And then the woman shrugging. Like, it was sending the message, like, this girl doing it, but a guy. <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean to send this. Like, I was, like, kind of embarrassed because I was, like, I would have just sent the shrugging woman one. But for some reason, Microsoft Teams is, like, shrugging woman, but a guy. <laughs> I do think it's funny that so many platforms don't have the same text so like sometimes if i were to text you mm -hmm. an android user from my iphone and i send like a i don't know i'm gonna say i don't even let's say a flag that sure. for some reason android doesn't have mm -hmm. it comes out as like a little square i think that's so silly yeah so it's like the uh emoji packages they they were they they add new emojis every year and that's like what the difference is and actually if you go to emojipedia.com you can see how they're different on all the devices too and different like even facebook and twitter and stuff will like give you different emojis yeah. and um yeah i actually think my phone now does them all because <laughs> um, i have the latest and greatest so it's oh not uh, out of date but um 
yeah, it's it's interesting how they're different, and and it's funny how some of them I think have way better. I think, and I'm not um uh, while I am a PC boy, I'm not a Microsoft uh, fanboy in any way. But I think Microsoft maybe has the best emojis, like the best artwork for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like because I'm not really yeah I'm more of a I guess I'm more of an Android person. So I, I I don't think Google has the best. I don't think Apple has the best. But I think Microsoft is like really nailing it with how good their emojis look. I wish everyone else would pick up on on their thing. I like my emojis. Listen, I'm just I'm saying, the, I'm just ranking them. Okay, <laughs> I don't mind my emojis. I think Samsung has its own. I don't really have the Google ones, but I remember the Google ones. They used to be like little half face half things. <laughs> By the way, the smiley face was invented in Worcester, uh, my hometown. Let's <laughs> the the yellow with the two dots and the smile. It's a mm-hmm. little hometown thing. Uh, my favorite emoji, you ask? Oh, hey, Matt, what's your favorite emoji? I don't use it ever. Well, all right, but my favorite one that I use all the time is sunglasses emoji because I like just ending things with, like, cool. Uh, cool is also my favorite word to use um, when I'm, instead of, like, I don't know. I use the word cool a lot. If I'm just, if someone's like, thanks for that, I'll be like, cool, or whatever. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, but my favorite emoji to look at, and I wish I, I wish I could use more, but I feel maybe isn't entirely appropriate for me is the woman painting her nails emoji <laughs> oh i like that one too. i like the i like how i like the meaning behind it i think it's kind of a neat one <laughs> um i don't know i like that one too i'm just painting um, my nails i just as, as we're wrapping this up oh bitmojis do you have a bitmoji have you ever made yourself a bitmoji i am not really a fan why i don't know i don't have a reason okay I'm going to finally say I don't have a reason for disliking something. I, I know I, I often try to rationalize and I, I uh, go on and on about why I do or do not like something like, I don't know, Quidditch or The Last Jedi or something. <laughs> but sometimes you can just dislike a thing and not, I don't know, I'm just not a fan of the bit. I just, I don't know. I never got caught on to yeah. it. I went through a phase where I really liked my Bitmoji. However, it got disconnected from my keyboard and I need to re-add it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's fun. It's just like a, a silly thing. I think it's just a silly thing, and that's nice. Sometimes we take, you know, as a society, mm-hmm. we take stuff so seriously. Mm-hmm. I need a cartoon action figure of myself saying "cool" with a like a like a sign. Yeah, yeah. To, um, to get my message across. I think maybe I, I'm kind of new, not like that new, but I'm new-ish to the emoji game. Like I'm sort of trying to get into it more. So maybe it's like that. I'm that that that's my that's my focus of attention right now. <laughs> And again, not really new. I don't like new sounds like I just started doing it, but <laughs> they've uh, been around for a while, Matt. Um, I know. I I don't know. I'd say I, I'd say I've been into it for years, but not as many years as I could have been into them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still haven't quite figured out why people just replace words with emojis. Uh, like if you're like I'm going home, and then like you write like I'm going, and then home emoji. That, uh, yeah, that's weird. Those they're, ones are they're weird. an addition thing. That they yeah. Sometimes, well, my mom asks me to um, uh, text me when I'm text her when I'm home, so she knows I'm safe. And I went through a phase where I would refuse to just use the word home, and I did it in all sorts of different ways. So I mm-hmm. sent the home emoji, and like just like a few other ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So there is a use, but sure. I, I mean, I don't mean to pick on the home emoji only, but like. <laughs> Some of them I'm just like, there's so many, you know, I don't yeah. know. There's a lot. Um, but just to wrap this up, mm, indeed. here's my last parting thought. I like to text. People should text me. I'm not here to say I don't like to text. I might not respond fast. That is true. Almost a guarantee. 
Will I will I send some typos? Yes. Will I be paranoid about it? Yes. Hmm. I just think also phone calls have a place. And I just think as a society, especially people our age. T- phone calls have places. This topic could have been phone calls and text messaging or a defense of phone calls by Emily. <laughs> uh, you're really standing up for the, the do, phone Do you want to text your doctor? No. Some people say they might, but why? Why? Don't text your doctor. Call them. Oh. I mean, I say people should do what they're comfortable with. If you wouldn't talk to your doctor, but you'd text your doctor, then you should text your doctor. If you would, Just don't make you, me feel judged for it. For calling your doctor? People, for, use, for wanting to use the phone. Okay. Sure. Listen, I had a whole I had a whole little rant to you one time. Not rant. Rant's the wrong word. I had a whole little discussion with you about how we never talk on the phone, but I would gladly do it. And then I felt I felt like not a cold response, but almost <laughs> almost a cold response it's to not, that. Listen. <laughs> I just listen, I don't want to talk on the phone all the time. That is true. I just think that there are specific times if this is going to be a deep fo- complicated text exchange where you lose the train of thought where you're making plans okay just call someone okay this is a little different than having a phone conversation but conversation is just a conversation making plans is making plans i just think it's easier to make plans over the phone there we go all right well fine i won't i won't pressure you to ever talk to me on the phone again because we'll just <laughs> it's only making plans and we make our plans on text anyways <laughs> i'm putting this on your i'm putting this on you just know that I'm not afraid of receiving phone calls. Um, period. <laughs> we make all our plans on text. And now I'm like, does Emily want to make her plans no, on phone it's now? It's not like, this is how our plans go. Hey, when do you want to record the podcast? Four? Okay. That's no, chilly. that's not how they go. That's, I, that's not how they go, though. I sound angry, but I'm not. Uh, it's, it's usually... Okay, we have to record a podcast next week. I'm free Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. When are you free? Then you respond, I'm good Monday or Wednesday, something like that. Then I go, cool, what times work? I can do any time after blank on Monday or before whatever on this, you know, whatever. And then you have to come back and say, this. Other, like, there's more to it, I feel like. But sometimes like. we make these. This is, this is great content. <laughs> um, sometimes we do this right after we record. If yeah. we're on Zoom, we'll say, when do you want to record next? And we just look at our planners, and that's the easiest way to plan. How often do we do that? I feel like we never do that. Because I, I feel like you're always like, my planner's over there or something. I feel like we've done Or we're sometimes. here right now. We're here in person. We're next to each other. And you'll be like, oh, my planner's at home or something. I have planner's no idea. My planner's in my bag. We'll plan right great. after this. Great. Great. I sound so angry. <laughs> in my bag. I sound so mad. I'm not mad about um, anything. Listen, this was, I don't know if I was completely clear about my point. I just, I think texting and phone calls are fascinating. And I, I think phone calls have their place. I think you were probably clear to the listener. I think you're sending mixed messages to me. Somebody. I don't think I am. <laughs> somebody. No, I don't think I am. No, based on, based on our past ways of communicating, this is mixed to me. What you're saying here now uh, does not completely jive with my experience with you. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Unless you're just too afraid to do the phone calls because you think it's so stigmatized. It is so stigmatized. Okay. All right. It is so stigmatized. All right. Okay. Phone calls are stigmatized. Okay. Topic done? Topic done. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I'm not angry. I feel like this is the angriest I've ever sounded. But it's really just in my... I can hear myself talking and I can hear myself being... um, Sounding 
annoyed, but I'm truly not. <laughs> Matt, we have to wrap up this podcast. We've had this conversation for a while, and also I'm very cold. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Emily, for bringing that wonderful topic. Uh, thank you for, to Central Park for welcoming us. Um, the commissioner of Central Park invited us here. <laughs> Making things up now. Um, if uh, you like this podcast, do you like TBD? Because if you do, I suggest you tell your bestest best friend about this podcast. Be like, oh my God, this podcast. It's these two friends and you're my friend, other person <laughs> that I'm making up. <laughs> tell them about it. And then maybe they'll start listening and then maybe they'll tell somebody. Who knows? Whatever. I just, I think we, we, need, to, we need to clarify something. Don't mm-hmm. tell your bestest bestest friend because I'm going to assume you've already told them. Tell your other friends that you haven't talked to about this podcast. Tell six other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, point is, word of mouth helps a lot. Probably the best way to get somebody to listen. Is there, can you think of a better way to get somebody to listen to a podcast than word of mouth? I can't. No. Um, you probably listen to a lot of the podcasts you listen to by word of mouth. Probably. Probably not like some through some Facebook ad or something like that. Probably mm-hmm. somebody was like, hey, check this out. Whatever. Tell a friend and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TBD Podcast. Send us any emails to tbdpodcast at gmail.com. And that's all we've got to say, right? Yep. Oh, do you have any plugs? No. I have a new blog that I posted today Woo-hoo! or two days two days ago. <laughs> uh, my blog is out now. Um, check it out at coverconversations.com. I'm talking about cover songs. I'm talking The first one I'm talking about, the song Faith, which is originally a George Michael song, covered by Limp Bizkit. Uh It's pretty short. Little, it's my first one. It was a little on the short side. I was like, well, all right, whatever. I wrote, I wrote one. Yeah, you're making, you're making mouth. When movements. we used to record in person, we would always plan for the next time. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Months ahead, weeks ahead. Okay, That's all. we don't anymore. Maybe we should do it now. I have my planner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Emily and I are doing great, by the way. <laughs> I want you all to know that we're doing great. <laughs> we're having a good laugh. All smiles. Emily just made me cold. I am very cold. Uh, she's got bare feet, which I, I can only imagine is... I, um, I'm currently covered up by my jacket and, and trying to get further into my dress. <laughs> well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily! Bye. Bye-bye.